1: Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's all or nothing. If we're not following Lord completely, we're not following the Lord.
2: Does that statement sound like a bit of hyperbole? Well, stay with us if you can. Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher on Study Verse by Verse, will make that statement more clear as he continues in the eighth chapter of the book of John. Welcome to another edition of this outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, right here in the Bay Area. Our teacher, Pastor Leighton Scheele, is the senior pastor at the church, and information about the church is on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Leighton begins and gives us an illustration about following.
1: You remember how, as the people crossed the wilderness, during the day, God would lead them and protect them by providing a cloud. And the cloud would protect the people from the scorching midday desert sun. And then at night, the cloud would be replaced by a pillar of fire. And the pillar of fire would keep the people warm against the chill of the desert night. And it would protect the people from wild animals. Wild animals don't like fire. And it would protect the people from a surprise attack by their enemies. And the people of God would follow God by day under the cloud. And they would follow God by night following the pillar of fire. And just as Israel followed that pillar of fire in the wilderness, so Jesus called men to follow him. He said the one who follows him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, oftentimes, we as Christians, we talk about following Jesus. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, the Greek word for follow is akoulutheo, and it has five different but closely related meanings. First, it means, it's used often to describe a soldier who is following his leader. Wherever that leader goes, the soldier follows and obeys the commands. And we are told from Scripture that we are in a spiritual warfare. And we need to be following and participating with the army of Christ. We are soldiers of Christ in spiritual warfare. It's secondly used to describe a slave or a servant who is accompanying the master, who is there to give service and carry out tasks as assigned. And we as believers are servants of God and we fulfill our duties with joy. We want to serve Christ, or at least we should. And if we're following Christ, we do. And then thirdly, it was used of accepting the counsel of a wise person. And God has given us his wisdom in his word and in his spirit. And so to follow is to follow what is given us in God's word. The leading of God's word. Fourthly, it was used in terms of giving obedience to the the laws of a state or a city. And we as believers, we have dual citizenship. We are citizens of whatever earthly kingdom we're associated with and might be more than one. But we're also citizens of heaven. And so, we are obedient to the laws of heaven, the laws of God. And last and fifth, it's sometimes used to following a teacher's line of argument or discussion. In fact, oftentimes we will use the phrase ourselves today. When somebody is is giving some explanation to us, we'll say something like, I'm following you. I understand it. It it means to not give slack attention, but to be an active learner. And when we're following the Lord, we are actively wanting to learn. We're paying attention to what God reveals to us through His Spirit and through His Word. The Word follows has the connotation of, of complete submission. Receiving Jesus Christ not only as Savior, but also as Lord. In fact, in the Scriptures, you don't have another option. There's no scriptural option to accept Jesus Christ as Savior without accepting Him as Lord. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you must accept Him as Lord. And so to be a follower of Christ is to give oneself completely, the the body, the soul, the spirit, in obedience... And if we're not following Jesus, then we're stumbling blindly in our own darkness. Stumbling. Trying to figure things out. Trying to manage problems in life that we can't find a solution to. Or greater than our ability. We're bound to make wrong choices and go down wrong paths. And to end up suffering as a result of our decisions. But to follow him is to walk in safety and light. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. The Lord was not trying to make salvation easy. He's not interested in easy salvation, but rather genuine salvation. Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's all or nothing. If we're not following Lord completely, we're not following the Lord. Verse 13. So the Pharisees said to him, you're bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. They dismissed Jesus' testimony because of insufficient witness. It was his word alone and And according to Jewish law, if you wanted to establish something as truth in court, you needed to have at least two witnesses. And so they refused to consider that Jesus might be making a true claim. They dismissed it on a legal technicality. We've discussed about how obstinate unbelief cannot be overcome. It doesn't matter how much evidence you give to somebody who has chosen not to believe because they will dismiss any evidence that you give them. Verse 14, Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I came from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Now the passage here is a bit difficult and complicated, so let's see if we can break it down a bit for understanding. Jesus said, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. What was Jesus trying to say? Well, one of the, th- one of the things that he was dealing with was that he was in front of the scribes and Pharisees, and the scribes and Pharisees were notorious liars. They were so good at it, they believed their own lies. Uh, we call those pathological liars today. And uh, Jesus makes that clear in Matthew chapter 23 when seven times in a row he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Well, what's a hypocrite? Well, the word hypocrite is what we would say, actor. A hypocrite was an actor on the stage. Uh, a hypocrite is someone who is trying to uh, convince you that they are someone they are not. That's what an actor is. They're not acting themselves. They're trying to act like someone else. They're they're lying. And they're really good at it. And so what Jesus here had to say is, you're so used to lying and being lied to, you assume everybody else is the same way. Don't assume that I am like you. My testimony is true. I tell the truth. Now obviously the testimony of one person can be true even if it's not substantiated by the witness of someone else. The demand for two or three witnesses is a means for establishing truth in a court of law. And so Jesus here gave several examples or evidences to support his testimony. And they were all related to his deity which is something that the Pharisees and scribes rejected. First he supported his claim by referring to his divine origin and destiny, which the Pharisees knew nothing about. He says, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know where I came from and where I'm going. Jesus came from heaven. Jesus was returning to heaven. They didn't know that. And furthermore, they, Jesus exposed more of their ignorance, by saying, you judge according to the flesh. You, you judge as sinful men in a fallen world. You don't know anything about my heavenly origin. You don't even know anything about my earthly origin. Pharisees, he said, he's a Nazarene. Comes from Nazareth. Must have been born in Nazareth. Wait a minute. The Messiah is supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Jesus can't be the Messiah. And what they didn't realize is that Jesus was indeed born in Bethlehem and raised in Nazareth. But they didn't know that. Because they were judging things by the flesh and And with shallow and superficial and misinformation. Jesus says, I judge no one. Now there's two ways of understanding what Jesus may have meant by that statement. First, he might have meant that he doesn't judge according to the flesh like the Pharisees and the scribes. Or a second way of understanding is that he might have been saying that I have not come into the world this time to judge... He said that in John three seventeen. He says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so the first time Jesus came, it wasn't to bring condemnation or judgment. It was to bring salvation. Now, when he comes back the second time, he will be coming back in judgment. And that's what he's referencing in verse 16 when he says, Yet even if I do judge, someday he is coming back to judge. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. And so this is the second evidence that Jesus provides for his testimony, and that is the shared divine nature that he has with the Father.
2: Well, Pastor Layton will elaborate on that testimony when we come back with the next edition of Study Verse by Verse, and he'll move on in chapter 8 to verse 17 and more testimonies about Jesus. And this being Friday... I do hope that you will be worshiping in your own church. If you're looking for a church, join us at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Information on how to get to the campus and, of course, the service times are on the website, highlands.us. And when you walk through the door, let somebody know that you listen to the radio program. Again, the website, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Do have a great weekend. And be back on Monday when we'll open the Word of God once again and study verse by verse.